passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus we got on our Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk on Text Line, Brian Balding and Baldy. Thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Appreciate it, buddy. Well, it's my pleasure. You guys still enjoying the national championship of LSU baseball here? Yeah, a few yeah. more days. Yeah. yeah, a few Hell more yeah. days. Uh, and a then... few more jello shots without the jello, Brian. <laughs> yeah. All right. We've extended that twenty four hour rule, Baldy. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm with you. Uh, and, and, you know, Brian, looking at uh, we were talking about uh, now, uh, because it continues, we love football. Uh, uh, you look, uh, Coach Mulkey winning the Women's College Championship in, uh, you know, in, in basketball. And then you look at LSU baseball. But, you know, we all, uh, football is king. So you look at LSU yeah. and then you look at the Saints. And, I mean, I look at the Saints schedule and where they're at. I mean, in the NFC South, and, you know, you win the NFC South, you win your division, you get to host a game. And then anything yeah. can happen. It's not a series. Uh, you know, it's one game. You don't know what's going to happen, the turnover margin and all that. So are you high on the Saints uh, and Derek Carr? But what's your take on where the Saints are at right now? Well, I was with the offensive line coach this weekend, Doug Marone, and, you know, we were talking about Trevor Penning, who basically missed most of the season. Um but, you know, he played the last game, started the last game. Like, he's really high on him. And they need him to be really good. Because you got to protect the backside of Derek Carr. Right. And that's what his job is. And so, he's, you know, he's stepping into big shoes. But they really likes him. He likes his athletic ability, his demeanor. Um, you know, Cesar Ruiz has gotten a lot bigger and stronger. He's coming back from that Liz Frank injury. I think he's going to be good to go. I mean, you put this offensive line together, I think Derek Carr can be very good. Uh, I think the the whether it's Michael Thomas right now or whether it's what we saw from Rashid Shaheed or Alave uh, or Juwan Johnson, you know, to go with Kamara. I mean, I think they've got more than enough offensively to be really good. Um, and I think Derek Carr, you know, he's got a lot to prove right now. Right. And so 
He had his choice. He could have gone to a lot of places. The Jets, Carolina, he chose the Saints. He liked the Saints. He knows Dennis Allen. Like, that's his team. And it's up to Derek Carr to raise his level of play right now. We're speaking with Brian uh, Baldinger. Uh, now, uh, Brian, you know what? Because I look at my crystal ball, and uh, I don't know what's going to come about um, in Las Vegas with Alvin Kamara. In late July, I mean, that's the worst place to get in a fight. I mean, they, they, they could send, uh, you know, uh, your butt to jail, uh, assault and battery and all that, uh, considering the video and all that. But you would think at least he could be suspended for six games I don't know. Uh, hopefully he doesn't go to jail, but I, I don't know what's going to come about. But I still think the Saints want to run the same plays. And the reason why I bring this up is interesting, like with Taysom Hill. And Taysom Hill's ability, you know, you might have viewed him as a tight end, but I think also I've seen him run a couple of times in OTAs and minicamp as a pass receiving running back with an option route. You know how all of a sudden you get your great playmakers in space, you get them the ball, and you get the yag the yards after the catch. Now, I thought this was interesting what Taysom Hill uh, said. Maybe uh, where I'm at right now, doing more as like a receiver. I think is the kind of stuff that hasn't been explored a ton with me here. The throwing stuff as a quarterback or the running stuff, we've been doing that uh, for a long time. I think running routes, catching balls and stuff like that, that was a foreign thing for me, but also think uh, because of that, uh, we haven't done a ton of it, but I think we're going to exploit that. Uh, so I, I'm telling you right now, Baldy, look at that. how many uh, passing attempts come in his direction, Taysom Hill, because uh, when you look at it, it speaks volumes what he was able to do, that uh, I look at 11 yards per reception, Five and a half yards per carry. So you can look at all what he's done throughout his career. But he thinks that he can be exploited maybe more in the passing game. And it's not like, you know, a deep seam route to the tight end or nothing. It's something where you would throw Alvin Kamara type routes, but it might go to Taysom Hill instead of Alvin Kamara because you want to give Derek Carr that comfort blanket, so to speak, that you can still run the same plays because we all know Taysom Hill. He can run around you or run over you. Now, I'm not saying maybe not a true running back like Alvin Kamara, but, Brian, I, I'm a Taysom Hill fan, and I think he can. he's athletic enough to do those same type plays even though Alvin Kamara might not be available. Look, Bobby, you don't have to preach to me. You know, I'm a big Taysom Hill fan, have been, <laughs> um, you know, since Sean Payton took him from the Green Bay Packers. And his role has expanded at times. He had 100 carries last year, six yards a carry. And if he says he wants to be used as a receiver, I think they should. Now, how many reps can you get in practice? Can you build timing with Derek Carr? Those kind of things. Um, you know, but he's a, as you know, Bobby, and people that haven't seen him, he's a big, strapping, strong guy. Right. And so, you know, he's a, there's a presence about him. He's got a lot of power. He's got a lot of size. And he's very competitive. So, uh, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, I think that there's a lot of untapped usage of Taysom Hill that they could use in this offense, especially if, you know, something would happen to Camaro with some kind of suspension right. that is looming out there right now. Baldio, I was at the Louisiana line camp. Kevin Mawise there, uh, who's in Pro Football's Hall of Fame, and he always gives me the business about this. It was a, It's a gambling thing about when you lose your center – 
that week afterwards and you got a new center, man, it's like 79% of the games you lose uh, if you got a, a backup center playing. And he, he said, Mike, I was thinking about this Super Bowl Sunday. Jason Kelsey, uh, certainly with the Eagles, and Creed Humphrey with Kansas City. Two best centers in pro football. And while we talk about the quarterback position, the two best centers are there. And and how ironic it is that those two guys are there. And he said, just look at the backside. Tampa Bay loses Ryan Jensen in practice, does not play one regular season game. That offense wasn't nearly as good as it was the year before. And then he says, you look at Green Bay. They lose Corey Lindsley to the L.A. Chargers, and look at their offense. He says, Mike, there is something to that logic about it. You being a former offensive lineman, the importance of the center position, and this brings me to your thoughts on Eric McCoy with the Saints because I think that that spot is so difficult to come in and play. If you're a veteran, you get it. You understand you got to make the line calls, set the adjustments, pick up the blitz, because they're coming different ways well, today. Well, well, Mike and uh, Baldy, it's like when we had Max Unger and Drew Brees. You don't have yeah. to worry about what? that. What? You hit the lottery. You, you never worry. So you, your thoughts on that center position, how difficult it is to play, and also with the Saints having Eric McCoy. Well, I'm with you. I mean, if your center is weak, your offensive line is weak. Your protection is going to be weak. It's going to be leaky. Uh, you're going to be as good as your center. Uh, there's not enough good ones to go around. Eric McCoy started every game at Texas A&M. He's been finding there. I actually think it's Cesar Ruiz's best position. Uh, it's, he's more natural and more comfortable there. He's never really played guard. So he got to New Orleans. He was a center at Michigan. Um, he was a center at St. Joe's Prep in, in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, so, But, look, I think McCoy's been fine, and I think Cesar's gotten bigger and stronger. And I think next to Ramchek, I think when healthy, I think you could be a very good group. But you're going to be as strong as your center. I, I wouldn't uh, – first of all, I would, I would listen to Kevin Mawai. Like he, he, he knows the game really well, has coached it, played it at a high level. But, um, yeah, I, I think you're as strong as your center right there. I think they're fine with McCoy in the middle. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Now, uh, you know, Brian, when you look at uh, to how healthy can we stay on the offensive line, and, uh, you know, it, it's very similar. You know, you have to have luck with injuries. So you can say, well, uh, the Ravens are a number of teams. It's like, okay, well, uh, we had a number of injuries that, uh, you know, set us back. And I, I'm looking at uh, on Saints with the back end because I know when we had uh, Marcus Williams who went to the Ravens, and they had Malcolm Jenkins before he retired. You kind of take it for granted. And then I look at last year with the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, uh, was the only defensive back uh, to start all 17 games. You know, you look at Marcus May, him and uh, Honey Badger started playing well on the back end of the season. And I think Lattimore, I mean, I, I think he's truly a different cat, but he's amongst the best in the whole NFL as uh, cover corners. Now it's be interesting to see what's going to happen opposite of him, whether it's Paulson Adebo or Alante Taylor. 
But uh, right now, this might be as far as depth-wise and potential the best secondary the Saints have ever had in history of the organization. Well, I'm not going to go – I won't go that far, Bob, because I can't, like, just speak to the whole history right now like you can. But I do like Alante Taylor a lot. I liked what he did last year. Locked up Devontae Adams in one game where they shut him out. Um, Tyron Matthew is just a uh, – you know, he's just a highly competitive guy. I've always been a Lattimore fan. I mean, you know, his matchups with Mike Evans have been legendary over the last six years, five years. Uh, when he's in the lineup, they're just a much better uh, secondary. He can match up with your number one. He can travel. He can do all those different things. And, um, you know, he just wants to win every fight. So, look, I think they have a chance of being really good. Now, it would be a lot better if the guys up front, you know, they've been losing guys and, Right, they, You know, some guys have not worked out for them up front, but it always helps if you get a lot of pressure up front. And, you know, this is a group right now that has really changed a lot, especially at tackles. Um, really, outside of Cam Jordan, it's, it's changed a great deal. And so it's kind of time for some of these guys to step up right now. Yeah, and be available. Uh, how about uh, Payne Turner? Uh, you know, Saints fans be like, oh, well, watch it, Davenport. He's going to go to the Vikings. He's going to play every game, and he's going to have double-digit sacks. He's going to have 14 sacks uh, with the Vikings. Because, uh, you know, he's yeah. hell when he's well. He's, like, unbelievable. But you got to be available. And uh, the one yeah. thing I would say with the secondary and defense as a whole, I talked to Coach Allen about this, uh, we got to create takeaways. We have to get yeah. takeaways. And you look at last year, uh, look uh, – uh, the Saints, uh, look at their secondary, uh, was the second-best pass defense last season. You look at this day and age, how they want you to pass the football. The Saints only gave up 184 yards and a half per game. I can remember playing back in the late 80s, early 90s, and said, oh, can you throw for 225? Well, the Saints are holding opponents to 184 and a half. And, I, and I'm thinking, but the only thing is they only had seven interceptions. Uh, that that to me they need to take away the ball more and be more opportunistic. Well, I agree. I mean, the year they won the Super Bowl, they led the league in takeaways. I mean, that's right, amazing. amen. You know, I mean, <laughs> so I mean, you know, the, the whole group back there. Um, but you know, you're giving extra at bats to Drew Brees in that offense, and it's not a surprise that you know you gave Drew Brees and Sean Payton all those extra at bats. Uh, they end up winning the Super Bowl. So there is. The Dallas Cowboys right now, the last two years, they are way out in front of anybody in this league of taking the ball away. And it's been a big part of their success during the regular season. And so Michael Parsons is a part of that. Dan Quinn's a part of it. But, you know, they take the ball away at a high, high rate. And so that's where you need to be at the end of the season. You need to be up there in the top five takeaways if you want to really help your, your team and your offense out. Brian, um, you look at the NFC and the AFC it's it's so quarterback driven. In the NFC you gotta kinda do it a little bit different ways. You gotta really, really play defense and run the football a little bit better. But why I think the Eagles and the 49ers are still a cut above is what they have up front. Offensive line play for the 49ers always has been good. And their defense, that front seven, is really, really stout. For the Eagles, their offensive line is really good. There's a lot of movement there in the offseason on the defensive side, the football. Is that the big question mark you look at with the Eagles and also the fact you lost some key assistants here uh, with Philadelphia? Well, anytime you lose your two coordinators, there's always a change. And so 
Bobby Johnson comes in to replace, uh, you know, the offense coordinator right now. Um, that's always a question mark. I think it's harder to replace good coaches than it is good players in a lot of cases. So that's the next factor. But, look, the Eagles have been drafting in the trenches since Howie Roseman has been there. And it's the reason why they're a perennial playoff team. Uh, they lose the right guard, but, you know, they draft a Steen. I'm out. They've got depth there. They lose Javon Hargrave, but, you know, they draft Jalen Carter, who is probably the most talented defensive lineman in this draft. Um, you know, they draft Nolan Smith off the edge. You know, they, they, they kept Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, proven veterans. So, you know, they, they're still very, very strong in the trenches. And they've got depth in the trenches if they lose people. And so I think they're in good shape right now. And San Francisco, look, their, their weakness was right defensive tackle. Right. And what they do five minutes <laughs> into free agency, they signed Javon Hargrave. Maybe as <laughs> yeah. disruptive of a defensive tackle as it was in football. They knew exactly what they needed. They plucked him from Philly and they put him in their lineup. Next to Nick Boza, I mean, Nick might go back there and win back-to-back defensive player of the years with that guy next to him. Brian, thanks so much for joining us. I know, I know it's sort of you, you got other things uh, uh, after 540, but, man, we appreciate you coming on with us, giving your insights on the NFL. And, hey, it's right around the corner. Well, well, well Baldy, I appreciate yes, you because uh, if you didn't come on, I'd say, damn, he can't be a prima donna. <laughs> so I'm glad you came on. I appreciate it. Thank that. you, Brian. Uh, All right, Brian. See you, down there, see you guys down there sometime this year. All right, thank you. All right. Brian Baldinger, uh, NFL Odyssey Insider. 